This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. And that is me. I am your host today and every Ready Radio. I don't think I've had anybody fill in on this show yet. That doesn't mean that that couldn't happen at some point in time, but I've been up to this point. But I always enjoy uh, all of you that text in things during the week. You email me different things during the week. And I understand a lot of it has to do with the other shows that I do as well. But a lot of you specifically will send things in to just this show. So thank you again for doing that very much. I appreciate it. And today I want to talk about just some backup power and, again, things to help you be prepared. Some of this is because I was reminded of how that works even last weekend during our remote out at the car show. So I did some research on some of those things this week, given some events that happened then, which I'll get into here in just a moment. Don't forget that on the 13th, so two weeks, Elbert County Self-Reliance Expo, and I am key there to put in Elbert County because there's another self-reliance expo around. So we want to make sure that we're differentiating from that, not that they are upset that, you know, we're calling it that because they are like us. They want to make sure that folks can be prepared and everything happening at the Elbert County self-reliance expo. All of the proceeds of that particular expo are going to help the emergency fund for the sheriff's department in Elbert County. It will be nine to five that particular day and no registration is necessary if you're a vendor a vendor wanting to you know display some of your wares and so on i believe there's still a little bit of room left there although i'm not positive that's something that you're going to have to contact me and i'll put you in touch with the right individuals to you know see how that would play out for all of you but again don't forget to go out there especially if you're in this you know, a south end of town, southeast end of town, even southwest. You're not that far from from Elbert County. Last week, I also talked about some camping hacks. I did not get to every one of those. So if I get time today, I'll add a few more things to that. Anything that you would like to add to what we talked about last week, or if you have tried or know anything about not generation standby power, generator standby power, but battery power stations, which they have gotten to be a lot more popular for numerous reasons, and I'll explain some of that in a moment, but that's become a bigger and bigger deal. In fact, I will be the first to tell you that I realized they were getting a bigger deal, but I had no idea there was as many of them out there as there is. And essentially what's happened from my point of view, I could be wrong in this, but I think I'm fairly accurate in this. The battery backups for UPSs, you know, you know, uh, backup power supplies for computers, UPSs. They're surge protectors, and they do battery backup at the same time, which we all in the kind of the business world, even some home users have used battery backups, you know, UPSs for quite some time. I am almost going to guarantee you somebody took that same idea and said, oh, wait a minute, we don't have to just plug in X computer that will run, you know, X amount of time on said backup. We can convert that around and do things with that outside of the computer industry and utilize it for all sorts of things. Make it portable. You could use it for camping. You could take it, you know, really anywhere you want to go. And or if you have an area where you need some battery backup, you want to run an appliance or something along those lines when the power is out, 
but really don't have the you know the the ability to put a whole home generation in or even some of the you know you know uh, converters where you can run a standalone generator and convert it and put it into your house and so on for a lot of people and i'm going to be really honest here for a lot of folks depending upon what you're trying to power during an outage you could literally buy two or three different battery backup generation devices and and they call them power stations by the way so you could buy several power stations depending upon your need and really for the most part get by with that for several days. I've read a lot of things this past week on these particular generation stations, these power generation stations. And again, there are there is a huge variation in them, which we'll get into during this particular hour. And if you don't know what these are, you can do some of your own research, but I'll, I'll let you know what I've learned this week, what I consider myself an expert in power generation stations. Given the fact I don't own one yet, and I'm in that process of buying, no, I'm not an expert. Have I learned a lot this week, and do I feel like I can share a lot with you on the differences in them, quality, all of those sorts of things? Yes, I believe that I've learned enough this week that I can inform you of how to make an educated decision. Now, first things first. This is something even Charlie and I, so let me back up. How this came about for me was not as a home situation because I've got some generators and things where I can get by at home if I need to. But when I'm out on a remote, which I was last Saturday, and I'm plugged into an outlet that other people are also plugged into that are running hot pads and things along those lines, hot griddle, you know, you know electric griddles and so on, eventually, not my load because I don't have much, but the load from the other items blew the circuit. I was on Fix-It Radio at about, I don't know, 10.40, or sorry, 9.45-ish or so, and all of a sudden, it looked, I thought somebody tripped over the cord, which I knew isn't the case because I always tie the cords up to where even if somebody trips, they're going to trip, the cord will stay plugged in, so I didn't think that was going to be an issue. So I'm like, oh, great. And this happened to be plugged into an area that was hard to access. The maintenance guy had to unlock doors because we were at a car show and you just can't leave everything open because folks will kind of filter in and out of areas they shouldn't be. So the reason I knew the power had gone out is, I guess just because of habit, I carry one of those little three-light, three-prong detectors that you see a lot of home inspectors running around when they check electrical outlets to see if they're wired correctly. I always have one of those with me. In fact, my little kit that I have, it's actually in the drawer of the remote kit that I have so that if I ever want to know if if an outlet is operational before I plug into it, I take that, I plug it in, I make sure it's wired correctly, and then I plug in. It's just a habit that I've done. Well, when the power went out on Saturday, first thing I did was check to see if I had power coming in and of course I didn't so then I had to run some find somebody where I could you know, keep in mind I'm on air while all this is going on Charlie's running extra commercials and doing things so I can hurry you know quickly get powered back up and get back on air which by the way my equipment takes about three minutes to get everything all fired back up find new cell, cell signal because that's how I come back to the station and all of that so long story short I had my little device I run around I find a new outlet separate from where this other cord was plugged into. And yes, I learned a lesson. I'll never plug into another cord somebody else has plugged into. But, you know, sometimes you don't have a choice. I, I wasn't really in charge of the inside of the building when they ran the extension cord to me. I just said I needed power. Well, they gave me power. 
Unfortunately, it wasn't the cleanest of power. So my immediate thought was I'm one of those guys where this is not ever going to happen again. I live, I learn once, and I'm going to learn enough from that experience that I'm not going to allow that to happen again. So when I'm on remote the next time, I will either have a power station with me or I will have my generator that I have that I could easily just crank up, fire up, have electricity, and away we go. Either way, I'm going to have backup power. But I got to thinking, these power generation stations, I could actually use that for what I'm doing in line. So that it's like a UPS backup. It's always charging. It's always ready to go if I have juice coming into it. But if any point in time something happens and the juice gets cut, I'm still on air. Now, here's where it gets tricky. Not just for me, but for a lot of you as well. And I did another area where I did some investigation to find out, okay, what do I need size-wise to make all of this work. And by the way, I'm in the process of determining all of this, but I'll tell you how I'm going to determine what size of a device I need. And again, did numerous studies on this because I was figuring I'll use this information on the show to make it as you know easy as possible for everyone else. And I know some of you are engineers and electricians by trade, and you can figure a lot of this out on your own. But you know what? Not everybody's you. Not everybody has the ability to look at a device, read the back panel, know what type of power it's going to draw, know the wattage, and then convert, or know the amperage that's going to convert into wattage, and blah, blah, blah. Not everybody has that skill set, by the way. So I thought, you know, I got to make this as easy as possible for everybody else that's out there. So I did some research, and I figured there would be something out there, and by golly, there is. These are sold at all of the big box stores, Home Depot, Amazon, Lowe's, and so on. So there is a company called Gardner Bender, which is a tool company. They make all sorts of tools and meters and so on. And they literally make a device that you plug into the outlet, and whatever you plug into said outlet will tell you the hertz, the watts, the amps, and the volts and the kilowatt hours it's using. So it's like a little, you know, a little uh, digital readout where you can cycle through it and determine what is that particular circuit that you're using. There could be numerous things plugged into it. It could be just a fridge or a freezer or a television or a whatever. The idea being you, you don't know what size power generation unit you need, standby unit you need, until you know how much power is needed. And then you would work through the formula of if I've got, you know, X amount of watts being used on a, you know, per minute per hour basis, then I need to have this much standby power to operate said device for X amount of time. At that point it does become a math problem. By the way, very easy math problem. And here's why I think even for those engineers that are out there, every company, and Charlie would know this as well as anyone, every company will publish a particular item or you know, a particular uh, amount of what this particular item is going to draw, power-wise. Now, we all know there's lots of factors when it comes to electronics, especially when, when it comes to refrigerators and freezers, and let me explain. Being from the automotive world like I've been all of my life, I know that air conditioning, which is what a freezer or refrigerator is, it's just a compact refrigeration unit, 
I also know that they draw more or less power depending upon the quote-unquote load that is placed on them. What I mean by that is how dirty are the coils? Is it in the basement where it's cooler or is it out in the garage where it's hotter? Is it upstairs, downstairs? All these things have a factor into how much load is placed upon that compressor in that particular unit. And depending upon your situation, you may be drawing maximum power as to what is described on the tag of said appliance, or you might be far less than that. Point being, you don't know. And if you just go off the label, I'm afraid that some people are going to find themselves with a backup system that may not be adequate, or you've bought too much. Charlie and I both talked about that as well. You know, you don't want to spend $4,000 on something that you could have spent $800 on or $400 on and been just fine. Point being, you need to know specifically how much energy do you need, and then buy the the backup portable generation to accommodate that. And again, I did a lot of reading on this because, and here's the other thing. Some appliances will also have a startup extra load that happens when it starts. Okay? So when you first plug that fridge in, it's not going to draw the exact same power as it is once it gets up and running. There's a a kind of think of, kind of think of it as your engine in your car when you start it it takes more you know more power to get that up and running but once it's running and the alternator's then charging and everything's nice and even keel it's a done deal but that initial startup is where all the load comes on the whole starting system of the car your refrigeration especially those devices can be very much the same way there's a startup if you would where it's going to draw more load more you know it's going to have to have to have more power and, and I went through and read a lot of different uh, forums and things where people, especially in the camping world, so a lot of people want to live off-grid. And, you know, because of noise and just the simplicity of having a battery backup generation versus having a battery-powered, uh, you know, generator, I, I will tell you that for ease of use, to not have to start something up, fuss with gas, have the noise, the smell, all of the other rigmarole that happens when you have a regular backup generator that you have to start and run, having a battery a battery powered, you know, power station makes a lot of sense for a lot of people, especially when you're trying to, you know, be up in the woods and you're enjoying the wilderness. The last thing you want is some generator humming along making noise. So, people have gone to using these power stations to have the power they need to run the things that they want, lights, charge a phone, charge a laptop. You know, some people go up there to work. I mean, again, teach his own. I, honestly, I really don't care what you're doing. More power to you. I'm just getting you guys informed on how do you buy the right device to help you when it comes to this whole process of buying the right backup uh, power station. And by the way, the same thing applies to generators as well, because you'll see the same thing when it comes to generators. They'll have a certain KW, but you'll also have a certain uh, load that they will be able to handle that is, you know, is instantaneous that draws it down that you need to make sure you have enough power to overcome. And that's all done in the generation side of that generator. These, these battery backup power stations aren't much different. So that device, by the way, which I would highly recommend you buy. In fact, this device is cheap enough. You could use it for all sorts of things 
in and around your home to really determine what's drawing a lot of power and what's not. It's 30 bucks. 30 bucks. So this is not a $300 tool that's breaking the bank to determine what you need moving forward when it comes to, you know, backup generation. This is 30 bucks. You plug it into the outlet, you plug the device or the extension cord or whatever it is that you're going to be powering off of that particular, you know, that outlet is now powering it. You're going to plug that same thing into a power generation unit, but you want to know how much power is being drawn so you know you have enough to make it all work. And some of these power generation stations, I'll, I'll talk about this in a minute when we come back. Some of these things, I, I read some things online where, you know, like a thousand watt unit will run a refrigerator for days. Because keep in mind, it cycles. It's not running constantly. It'll get things cool, then it'll shut off. Then it'll get cool. You know, it'll warm up a little bit, then it'll cool it down, it'll shut off. So it's cycling. So it's not running constantly. Believe it or not, and I didn't really think much about this, but once I read through some of these things, it made sense. Watching television, having that on constantly, is actually more power draw than what some refrigerators are. Reason being is it's constant on. It's not cycling at all. Once you turn that TV on, depending upon the size and, you know, the, you know, the, the functionality of it, I guess you could say, the power draw of, it's actually harder to keep it on than it is to keep some refrigeration units on. So I'll talk more about that in a moment. But that device, um, it's in my notes. Producer Ann will put that up. On the website, I am going to buy one of those this weekend, do some testing on my own to see exactly what my equipment that I use when I'm out on remote draws. I'm guessing I'm very minimal. Probably my powered speakers that I run that I use kind of for the PA system, which I could always turn off uh, and not use in one of those circumstances. But I'm guessing that my powered speakers probably draw, the two of them probably draw more than all of my other equipment combined does just knowing what powered speakers do and the power that's what they're called. They're called a powered speaker. So I'll know more as we get into things. Uh, I'm going to do some testing on it this weekend. Frankly, I just didn't have time uh, the rest of this week to do that. And I had to do a little bit of research on even what to do to find all of this information out. Again, why I'm sharing it with you today, because this does affect you down the road when it comes to being ready. The last thing you want to do, by the way, is have a whole refrigeration of you know stored meat and other items that you're planning on using over the next three four five days or even a week if you would and all of a sudden you've got no power to keep that up and running you take some of these hot you know 95 you know 100 degree days and if you're you know if you're like any other home and the air conditioning's off and things start to really heat up that refrigerator the food in it will start to go bad rather quickly so i'll come back i'll talk more about that questions or answers for me along those lines Please, you know, let me know. Send me a text message or call in. The text line, 307-200-8222, or you can call in 303-477-5600. This is Ready Radio, KLZ 560. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat 
heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio Absolute Electrical Heating and Air not only handles all of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the what-ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, a major sponsor of Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. 
RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. All right. Drive radio, or no, that's tomorrow. I've not made that mistake in a long, long time. I was just talking about drive radio and the remote is why I did that. Ready radio is where we're at today. Drive radio is tomorrow, yes, from 10 to 1. Got a great new sponsor, by the way, that you you guys will be uh, encouraged to hear from tomorrow, by the way. I went and met with them this past week, and uh, you'll be encouraged with uh, the new sponsor we have coming on. Uh, they're going to join us at 11 o'clock. I'll talk about them a little bit prior to that, but a great new sponsor, especially for those of you that are in the uh, classic car lover world or just need help selling, buying some of those more unique type vehicles. We now have an answer for you on drive radio. So please be listening tomorrow for that. And uh, very encouraging. I'm very, very excited about that and had a great, great visit this past week at one of our, uh, one of our local businesses. And it's always a joy when somebody listens and contacts me to say, hey, we'd like to be a part of what you're doing versus the other way around. It makes the vetting process go so much easier, believe me. So again, uh, by the way, same thing here. Any of you that uh, know someone or would like to be a part of what we do here on Ready Radio, some of you that are even in that preparedness world, please, please let us know. Also, one thing else I should add is... uh, you just heard Absolute Electrical Heating and Air a few minutes ago, and they have got a special right now just for ready radio listeners when it comes to you know home generation, the very thing that we're talking about right now. So if that is something that you're interested in, just go to our website, ready-radio.com, look them up, call them, and tell them you heard me talking about it, but they've got a great deal on transfer switches, whole home generation. You might have your own generator, but want to be able to plug in easily. They've got answers for you on all of that. And by the way, if what we're talking about right now seems over your head, they can even help with this whole, you know, mathematical equation on what do you need when it comes to standby power to power up the things that you need in case of a emergency. Some of you also might ask, what emergency are we talking about? I don't know. That's why it's called an emergency. (laughs) Folks, I don't know. It it could be any number of items. Could be some of these, you know, rough storms we've had lately and they knock out power in your area and maybe it can't be restored uh, within a certain amount of time. Could be a tornado that knocks out, you know, part of the grid in a particular area that, you know, those of you that are listening, listening to me. And by the way, for those of you listening to me, you probably have family, friends, relatives in other parts of the country that might even be at more risk than we are here. Some of you have family and friends that live in Tornado Alley or in areas where there's hurricanes. I would highly, highly suggest you get them listening to us and be prepared and ready to go so that if and when that time comes, they're more prepared than everybody else in their area is. And are, you know, Because here's the thing. I know we talk about this during the week some. I don't know if I've talked about it here much, but the more prepared we are 
the less panic and the less of a crisis mode we end up in. And it's just a kind of a law of life, if you would. It doesn't matter whether we're in business and we're going to give a big presentation to a big customer or our boss. The more dialed in we are in our presentation, the more comfortable we feel with it, the better that presentation is going to go, and most likely you're going to be more successful when it's all said and done. On the same token, if you go in blind and you have no idea what you're going to do, it's more than likely going to be a dismal failure. I know there's some people out there that can BS their way through anything, but in general, the more prepared you are for something, the better off things are. It's just, again, one of those laws of life. This is no different. The more prepared we are, especially when it comes to this you know, emergency preparedness stuff, the better off we're all going to be, you included. And by the way, the better off your family, your neighbors, and everybody else are going to be as well. Um, somebody also just texted in. I l- started looking into the battery backup units, and I got the impression they did not handle a startup surge like a gas generator will. Depends. It depends. I do agree with you that if you're, for example, trying to run a air compressor and there's a huge startup surge, there's very few battery generation units that will handle that. AC units, uh, similar situation, although, although, speaking of batteries, this one I got to do some more investigative work on. I saw a video last night, Ford F-150 Lightning, trying to test how long the battery on the F-150 Lightning would last while running everything inside of a about 24-foot Airstream with two AC units on top. And yes, the battery had enough power to run, even in the startup end of things, both air conditioning units. They both, these individuals doing this, felt like it would run those AC units for several days. I kind of doubt it. But I also know that from you know being in the EV world like I've been in, there's a lot of battery generation going on. You know, there's a lot of storage, I should say, battery storage going on when it comes to EVs. Far more than you'd ever get out of a handheld carry-around device or even the devices you would hang on your wall that Tesla and some of the other makers make. So, all that being said, I'm going to review that more. This particular couple was going to put up some follow-up videos once they knew how long they could run two full AC units on the top of their Airstream, plus the other things they do inside of it, televisions and so on. It'll be interesting to see how long the F-150 will power all of that. But in general, yes, this texture is correct. If you've, and I said that a moment ago, if you've got something where it's got a sort of a startup surge to it, then you got to be really careful on the unit that you're buying. The other thing that I've learned is two things I need to mention. One, huge quality difference in these, these uh, standby power units. And when I mean huge, huge, go out, look at some of them, and read the reviews. Even go to Amazon, for example. Just type in power, you know, battery power generation, and you'll get all sorts of them listed. And just go through and read some of the reviews. Some are stellar. Some are not. And I would also caution you on some reviews, make sure you're reading a review where somebody actually used it and didn't just unbox it and plug a lamp in. Because frankly, to me, that doesn't count. 
pl- plugging a light in, you know, 100-watt light bulb, uh, that's not telling me anything. I, I want to know specifically what is it running and for how long. Charlie reminded me of something a moment ago as well. I can anticipate these units being just like UPS backups that you have on your computer. And what I mean by that is those batteries die over time. Even if your battery backup unit that your computer is hooked up to is hardly ever used, over time that battery will degrade and will need replaced even if it's not being used. Just like you could take a lead-acid battery in a car, go park it in a garage, leave it for five or six years, unattended, come back, the likelihood of getting that battery up running again is slim. There's just a natural degradation that's going to happen in those batteries. And keep in mind, on a UPS backup, they're plugged in all the time. These are a little different. They're not being plugged in all the time, but all of them have a uh, data, I should say. It's, it's listed in their data sheet how many times they can discharge and recharge. It's right in their publication. I don't know if it's a you know, a legal thing or whatever, but every one of them I've looked at this past week told you how many times you could expect to draw it down, charge it up, draw it down, charge it up. Now, for a lot of you, this is kind of a side note, there are a lot of old battery backup units that get tossed from IT companies. And even right now with the recession that we're now in, despite what the White House says, some companies will downsize. They'll make changes. And in turn, by the way, I've seen this. I've picked some of these up at times. You may, but you may roll by a particular dumpster at any point in time or even a uh, drop-off Salvation Army box, which they're not supposed to do, but a lot of folks will. You might even see a few UPS backups kicking around. So a couple of things on UPS backups I'll mention really quick. Number one, they're rebuildable. Unless the electronics inside have gone bad, you can put a new battery in it, which, by the way, Napa, one of my great sponsors on my Saturday show, believe it or not, Napa sells the majority of, of, of UPS backup batteries. You can buy it, insert it yourself, and have a brand new UPS backup going again. So if you have a current UPS backup, great. You can, re, you know, you can put a new battery in and make it work. Another thing UPS backups work really well for is even if one is totally gone and you don't want to put a battery, you're like, you know what? I can go buy a new one cheaper than I can put a battery in this one. Why would I dink around with it? By the way, can't disagree with that. But there's usually parts in a old UPS backup you can save. One of them being the cord itself that's on the UPS backup. You can cut that thing off and in a lot of cases have a really nice four to eight foot extension cord that's super heavy duty. Put your own end on the other end. You know, it's going to come with a male end. Yes, I know. We're still going to call these male and female. They're not, you know, they, thems. It's, it's still a male and female connector that I hope never changes. So you're going to go put a female end on that end. And if you buy a really good, nice female end and put it on the end of that UPS backup, you end up with a really nice, like I say, four to six, eight foot extension cord, which depending upon what you're doing, you don't need a 50-foot cord or a 25-foot cord. They make really nice, heavy extension cords, especially when you're looking for something a little more permanent in an extension cord. They make really nice, heavy cords. The last tip I'm going to give you when it comes to UPS backups. There's a lot of you with just a freezer in the basement you want to make sure is always running. 
if you've got an old UPS backup and it's got the ability to handle that freezer being plugged in, and you can always test it to see, take a take that battery backup, make sure that it's fully charged, unplug it from the wall, plug the freezer or the fridge into it, and see if it'll run. If it does, you're good to go. And here's what you could potentially do. Leave it plugged in. Yes, over time, that battery backup in that unit is going to go south and you'll have to replace it but those things that's nice about those is they'll beep and tell you when they're going bad they'll give you that warning that hey i'm still going to power up this refrigerator or or whatever this appliance is that's plugged in but keep in mind the battery's no good anymore it, it will tell you that you've all heard those long tones those long beeps coming out of a ups backup that's telling you the battery is no good and it needs replaced now this isn't going to be the small little dinky, you know, UPS backup that's kind of the size of a football that goes under your desk at work. No, that won't run a refrigerator or a freezer, I don't think. And if it does, it won't be for very long. If you want to run that refrigerator freezer for any length of time, it will take a sizable UPS backup. But again, a lot of these folks in the IT world running server rooms and the like, they will have fairly large UPS backups that, depending upon what happens in the economy, might end up tossed on the side of the uh, building or next to the dumpster. Charlie and I here at uh, the office building that we are at are always amazed at what's left by the dumpster. This particular building has offices that, you know, tenants that come and go, come and go, and... There are a plethora of items left next to the dumpster on an ongoing basis. Yeah, perfectly, he just reminded me in my ear, perfectly good. Everything from office chairs to dividers to computer monitors to you name it. And not saying you need to run around and steal trash, but if you're at a place where you know some of those things happen and you could pick a few of these things up and utilize them around your home, why not? Okay, just little food for thought here. You'll have to do some testing on this. Again, going back to the first part of this hour, what are your needs? And you need to meter that to know exactly what those needs are going to be and then handle that accordingly. So there, there's a little bit I wanted to insert in between things. I've got a few more things on the standby powers, uh, standby power units, I should say. I'll talk about that in a moment. Keep texting. i got a couple I'll look at in a moment here. 307 282 We'll be right back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air not only handles all of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the what-ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, a major sponsor of Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, 
Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio in such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. Thank you. 
All right, Ready Radio, and it is ready-radio.com. Not all one word. you got to put that dash in the middle, that hyphen in the middle, ready-radio.com. All of our sponsors listed there, by the way. It doesn't matter what you're looking for. We're adding to that list on a regular basis. And, again, don't forget Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Not only do they have some of their other things on sale right now, but whole home generation, big deal, and they're trying to help all of us when it comes to even things down the road with future brownouts, blackouts, and I think you're going to see more of those down the road. I know that continues to be predicted, but I think you're going to see it happen. Okay, back to the standby power generation units. And as I've learned this last week, there is pros and cons to each, I guess I should say. Some are very portable. Some are not. And I would, you know, knowing what I know about battery technology and and the like, I'm guessing that those that are lighter, you can almost count on them not being as robust as the ones that are going to be a little heavier. Some of them are heavy enough to where they've even got wheels on one end and a built-in handle on the other, so you can kind of drag them around just like the bigger generators would have. Now, these are the larger, more expensive units, and again, you need to do the math and go back to that device, that that Gardner Bender uh, power usage meter that I talked about earlier. It's a digital readout meter that'll tell you exactly how much that particular appliance or appliance is, is using on that particular circuit. And then from there, you can determine the math on what you need to do. And by the way, there's all sorts of charts out on the internet, and as I find a good one that I think fits well, We'll stick that up on the website as where you can just kind of plug in. Here's the here's the wattage I'm drawing on a, you know, a really per second basis. Because if you plug in and that thing's at, you know, 40 watts, well, it's drawing continual 40 watts. Okay, great. How long is that going to last on a 500-watt power supply? You have to do the math and determine that. And that's where I'm getting at because... You could have a really great battery backup supply. It keeps everything up and running, but if it doesn't have enough longevity and it's only going to run for a couple of hours, how is that really helping you at the end of the day? It's not. All you did was lighten your wallet, which is not what we're looking at when it comes to what we're doing. We want to make sure that we've got some some battery, you know, some power backup uh, longevity. I guess that's the key word I'm looking for, some longevity, because if you're not going to get the longevity you need. You might as well go buy a, you know, might as well go buy a, a gas power generator that you know is going to run. You run an extension cord out. You got to put that thing outside, and away you go. Again, the plus side to the standby power is two pluses that I've learned. One is, of course, there's nothing coming off of it. No, no fuel smell, no gas, no, no noise. Now, the other thing I did learn, though, I say no noise. No noise as in an engine running. What I have learned, though, is some of these are very noisy with their fan system to keep them cool. Something else you need to be aware of. So for me, being on the radio when I'm looking at one of these devices, and it would most likely be right next to me because I would put that last in line before it goes right into my normal little unit that I have. Uh, Again, I would put it in series with power already coming into it to keep it charged, but if that thing's going to get noisy and there's a big fan, then I've got to figure out where else can I put that, or I've got to try to find one that's not so noisy. And some of the complaints on some of these are very, very noisy. Some of these people are saying that it's actually, believe it or not, some of the fans on these devices are as noisy 
as some of the you know 1800 2000 watt small little honda generators that frankly are very very quiet some of these fans on some of these generation units are as loud because it's a different type of noise it's a high pitched you know fan whine versus a kind of low pitched you know engine sound so again this is where you've got to do some of your research here's here's the negatives that i have found on this whole standby power end of things not a generator but the battery powered generation stations there's no place to test these you won't find many of these at big box stores and places like that to where you can go buy it take it home if it doesn't work take it back and get a different one this is really a lot of research on the front side and knowing what to buy because you're going to buy it and own it you're probably not going to return it unless there's some really extenuating circumstance that allows you to return it. But most of what I've read on these, you buy it, you own it. And they're heavy enough that even if you go to return it, you're going to have substantial shipping going back, which at that point, again, you're just going to own it. You're going to try to sell it to a friend or family or use it someplace. But this is where you've got to do all of your homework on the front side to make sure that you're buying the right unit before you actually dive in and buy said unit. The other plus, which again, the fan can be a negative, but typically these are going to be quieter than a, an engine-based generator. The other nice thing about these is, yes, you can charge them with solar. And here's a tip after doing all the reading that I've done. Most of the people that I've, that I've been reading about aren't buying the manufacturer's optional solar pack that they'll sell you with the device. And here's why. And I'm glad I did a bunch of reading. Most of these, and I, I have read this, most of these that are adding on a solar pack, it's about another 100 to 150 bucks. You can actually go to a place like Harbor Freight, buy their solar powered unit solar powered charger i should say what they're saying is make sure it's 100 watt or better but you can buy that at harbor freight for a fraction of the cost of what it is from the manufacturers and by the way it's probably the same device if you know where most of those are made and we do the reality is they're probably all fairly close to being the same and if somebody knows different than that please let me know. But most of the people I was reading said, ditch the optional solar panel that some of these generation devices will have as an option. And if you want to charge it with solar panels, just run down to Harbor Freight and buy whatever you want. In fact, the nice thing I guess about, I have not looked into this, but I will this week. The nice thing about the Harbor Freight units is I guess you can run them in series. So you could buy two or three units if you wanted to have a little more power generation and have that keep that unit charged as you're going so for me again being out on a remote i might find myself not even having to have power at all running extension cords and so on just go drop this thing stick the you know i, I basically would maybe figure out a way to zip tie my solar panels to the top of the tent and call it good keep that thing charged that way so multiple ways to do this i'm not telling you there's a specific way you have to do this uh, what i would say is look around do the research like I did this past week. Find out what may or may not work for you. And again, the cool thing about these is they're portable. 
And not that the gas generation units aren't, but depending upon the vehicle that you have, I don't care if you're hauling a weed eater around. It's going to smell like gas in the back of the car. I just did it. Folks have been around that world my entire life. It's going to smell like gas no matter what you do. Unless you drain it completely out and there's no fuel in it. And even then, if there's any residual left, it's going to smell like gas. The advantage of a battery backup unit is there's none of that. There's no spill. There's no chance of a spill. There's nothing flammable. You're, you're not having to, you know, dink around with all of the gas and bring in extra things along those lines and so on. You literally would throw a little cube. That's what most of them are, is a little small square, square or rectangular cube. Throw that in the back of the car, the trunk, the back of the SUV, the back of the truck, whatever it happens to be, and there's all your power. A lot of you guys, by the way, that are contractors, that are out on job sites where occasionally you need 110 power and you don't, again, you don't want to run around with, you know, a, a complete generator all the time. Number one, those things get lifted as much as anything else that's in the back of the truck. These other units, you could even devise a way to bolt these things down to the floor and they're going to be almost permanent to the truck. And a lot of these things are waterproof or if they sit outside the back of the truck, who cares? Plug in and away you go. The other thing, when it comes to certain electronics, and this is a big deal for me being on air, and Charlie will know exactly what I'm talking about in a moment, the sine wave coming out of certain generation units you have to be careful of when running certain electronics, or in my case, being on air, I could get, depending upon what power source I'm using, a bunch of buzzing. You know, you basically get feedback through my system if you don't have the right power coming. You know, you want clean power, I guess is what I'm trying to say, coming into your electronic device. And in my case, it's really, it's really um, critical for me to have clean power. The plus side to most of these power units is they give you clean power. They'll even tell you on the front. And a lot of you have seen what I'm talking about. If you go look at the little small handheld generators, some of them give you clean power. It'll tell you right on the front, you know, correct sine wave, blah, blah, blah. Others don't. Some, it, you're just you're, you're powering up a, you know, uh, a skill saw. They don't care if you have clean power. When you're running an electronic device like I do when I'm out on a remote for the radio show, I, I want and need clean power. The last thing I need is to be sending Charlie back, you know, signal that's all, you know, garbled up and has feedback and, you know, buzzing noises and so on. You guys wouldn't want to hear that. So, again, these are things that you guys all need to do. Do some research on your own. I didn't get a chance today to get back much into the rest of the hacks, and I guess this one kind of goes into a whole camping hack in and of itself because rather than go through power generators and all the rest of this stuff and so on, depending upon what you're doing camping-wise, you could throw one of these things in the back of your vehicle or the back of your truck, and boom, done. You've got everything you need, and it's all there you know, no matter where you're camping and what you're doing. Cost. One thing I didn't get into yet. I've got a minute left. These things range from as little as three to four hundred dollars, depending upon how many watts you're buying, and go all the way up to four or five thousand dollars, much like generators do. So you can buy a small little handheld unit, and it might be. It's kind of funny. It's four hundred watts. It's probably going to be around four hundred bucks. Most of the 1,000-watt units, almost a, it's almost a dollar a watt. The 1,000-watt units are about 1000 bucks, or depending upon brand, twelve or 1300 depending upon what kind of options and things you buy with it. 
other options that they come with, by the way, are you know carrying cases or bags that keep them more waterproof and keep the dust and you know if you're going to put in the back of your truck, it just keeps them cleaner and so on. They're and again, they're all different. Now, here's the other thing I've noticed with these, which is also sort of unique. None of these are what I would call to be name brand. Now, they may be a name brand in their own world, but they're not name brand as in, you know, Generac, Honeywell, the types of brands we would look at for power generation. That's not what these are. Honda, for example, there's not a Honda name on one like you'd see with generators and so on. These are, I'm guessing, they're all coming from overseas. Taiwan, China, Korea, places like that. And they're going to have weird names. I haven't seen one yet that has a normal name. And that's where it gets really dicey on, and you've got to read the reviews on each and every one of these to figure out which one's better than others. Because even though it might be in a real pretty nice shiny box, it may very well not be what you need. So again, just do your research. That's kind of my whole spiel on standby power and what I've learned this past week. As I learn more, I will keep you guys informed of that, so stay tuned. Up next, it is Rush to Reason for the next couple of hours here. Andy and myself are going to do new new movie reviews and, of course, our movie rental review hour at 4 o'clock. But if you missed any of this show, go right to the website, ready-radio.com. Otherwise, we'll be right back. This is KLZ 560. and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.